all of this hopeless, hopelessness and so many dreams. What's up, y'all? It is Jason Watson, VP of Workforce Development. Welcome to Say That to Say This, Season 2, The Experience. Holla. What's up, y'all? It is Jason Watson, VP of Workforce Development. Welcome to Say That to Say This. I am with my co-host. Hey, what's going on, guys? Josh Wilson. Well, listen, y'all, we've been excited. If you've been following the podcast, we've had some amazing stories. It's a good we've season, met, man. It's been, it's been really a good, good season, good, man. It's actually been really encouraging. You for know sure. What I mean? Absolutely. So, some great stories. Hopefully, for those that are listening, man, you've been able to connect, walk in other people's shoes, just kind of get a feel for what it's like to um, have certain experiences, but more importantly, just learning more about the work that we're able to do and the value of the individuals that we get an opportunity to spend time with. So it's a lot going on, man. It is Wednesday. It's almost Memorial Day weekend. It's coming quick, man. Man, we off on Monday. I know, I know. How, how come to, because I know what you're about to ask, how come to, whenever we start to have these conversations, there's always somebody from Chicago at the table? Man, you know. The best city. <laughs> you know, Chicagoans, they want to be down, you know what I mean? I think there's some jealousy. It's hey, a little jealousy, you know what I mean? It's, it's cool, you Ty know. It's the greatest. Uh, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. It's all good. Special guest. Yeah. I'm going to let Liz step in. She going to tell y'all who we got. You know what I mean? Tell you a little bit about this young lady. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's on you. And, and, and Lush is like a regular now on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, what is this, like number two, number three? I think she's I mean, trying to that, take my spot. Bro, you know I, mean, I mean, she may be able to have both of ours. So somebody's yeah. carrying us. So what's up, Les? Hey, everybody. So um, I'm here today with Daisha. Um, she is a young lady that came to us um, just looking you know, for a change, um, just trying to move life forward. Um, some small things happening. Well, I won't call them small. Some things happening in life that, uh, you know, we're wanting to make a change and move things a little bit. And so we've been here to be able to assist with that. And um, I just love Daisha's energy, her uh, humor, Definitely hilarious. We have long conversations that start off five minutes and then hours later, literally, it's happened twice now. Okay. We look up like, oh gosh, I can't be- believe it's been hours. So um, mm. I'll let you all get to know Daisha. Um, that's what I'm going to say. Put your hands together, everybody. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here. Tell us a little about you. Oh, I'm Daisha. So I, um, I'm currently 23. I um I don't even know where to start really. You St. Louis? Yes, I'm home? definitely South St. Louis. All right. South St. Louis. Okay. South okay. I got love for the South. I'm from the North, but it's cool. It's I'm not cool. never leaving the South unless I'm leaving St. Louis. Like I'm wow. just that comfortable in the South. I like that. That's good. Yes. Um So talk a little bit about your upbringing. How did you come up? You say you love the South Side. Oh, your yeah. family grew up on the South. Yeah, yeah always been South Side. Yes. Always, like my whole family has what been out uh, Park Ave. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, yeah, whole family from the South. I actually had like a good childhood. I didn't go through really anything traumatic growing up, so I always had like that clear mind growing up. Mm. Um, I really didn't really experience experiencing like life until like eighteen. So like mm. that's when like it started getting hard for me. I started realizing the problems that life could bring on. My mama kind of kept me, like, blind in a shield, kind of, like, so, like, I was just, like, protected, like, my whole life. So, like, um, growing up and seeing all the obstacles and all the stuff that could come, it was just, like, crazy. And, like, mm. um, 
well, I'm 23 now, so, like, that's, what, five, six years now, I'm, like, finally getting into the problems, and now I'm, like, okay, I need guidance. And some stuff, um, my mom really couldn't help with. So, mm-hmm. like, stepping out of my box, and then not really, my mom was a single mom, so I didn't have my father growing up. It was just my mom, me and my mom and my sister. My sister is, what, 30, so I wasn't really, like, close with her. Oh, uh, so you the youngest. Right, I'm the youngest. Ah, uh, so you well, spoiled. I really, I, Super spoiled, but like, and that's, I think that's what the problem is. Because, mm. like, um, I was always like the baby, like, mm. and like now, like, I'm not the baby, I'm grown, and like, mm. I have to take a, take these problems in on my own. It's just, it's just a lot. So, like, uh, not really being able to see, like, my mom get help, my mom just doing it on her own, thinking that, oh, okay, well, I'm grown now, I can do it on my own. No, not at all. Not at all. Like mm-hmm. it's not like that at all. And actually, my mom didn't even do it on her own. She just did it so good. To right. I thought she was doing it on her own, but sometimes we want the response. We we don't yeah. want the responsibility of being grown. We just right. want the freedom of being yeah. grown. I'm you know you what those. I mean? Yes. Definitely, definitely. And so I want to ask you a personal question. You said you grew up without your father. So talk a little bit about how what impact do you think that has had on you, if any? Yes. It was like, uh, I kind of felt like uh, I got a lot of aggression from that. Like, mm. it brought a lot mean? of, uh, like, I don't know, like, every time I, like, talk about it, it just brings, like, I just feel like I never grew peace in it because I never knew why he wasn't there. Mm. I, um, And it's not like he's not there. Like, I'm really his only child. So, right. like, I, it's like, at this point, why don't you? You know what I mean? Right. Why don't you? Know I mean? So, the, like, the situation just brings a lot of aggression, but it also brought me to being, like, very independent, too. So, mm. like, only seeing, like, my mama do it, it just, like, brings me to know that you eligible to do it, too, you know? Right. And you don't need a man, but, like, that's not good because I need a man. You right. know, like, you need a man. Like, yeah. you and there's no, there's no weakness or wrong in right. that, right? But uh, it didn't really leave, like, a bad impact. Like, you know, life goes on. You know, he has mm. his problems. I have mine, so... It sounds I like really, your mom loved you really well in the midst yeah, of that, too. Yeah, right. So, I really didn't even feel that Mr. Peace. It was just that I knew I could have had, you know, who what I could have had. And he tried, but it's just like the bond isn't there. So, it's just like, it's nothing. So, mm. yeah. So, I just like... And I recently just tried, went back in January to like rekindle it. And it was just like, mm. let, me, let me stop. That was because of his response. You felt like he wasn't really pursuing himself? Yeah, I just feel like... He don't know where to start. Like he mm. just, he just feel like he like, he he just really he don't know where to start. Like he and he know like the problem is himself, but he just um, like he he'll, he'll try like okay well let's plan like dinner or let's you know let's do this and then the time come he don't know like you know how to approach it like he I don't know it's just and he think everything is a joke like he tried to like laugh about like life and like some situations I'm like that's not funny you know so like. Right. I don't know, like, it just it just never go nowhere. Like, it's just like, I don't want to call him a liar, but that's kind of what he is. Yeah. Like, he playing mm-hmm. this stuff, gets my hopes up, thinking that, oh, I'm going to have this bond with my father again, and then that day come, and it's like, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Did he grow up without his father? Do you know? I'm not even going to lie. I think he did. I mm-hmm. really think that that's where the cycle came from, that he grew up without his father, so he didn't know how to be a father. But, um... He has a do- he has another daughter. He her she's probably like ten or eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's actually married, so he know a little bit about being right. a father, you yeah. know. So when the moment he seen that he could be a father, I just feel like he should have came back and like you know. We we talk a little bit because you're not alone in this, right? And and I would say probably on the other side, 
even what we what we've seen like there's there's plenty of men that want to get back engaged in the life of their kids. When you walk when 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 he was like, "Hey, meet me for dinner," like, "Let's hang out," or that expectation was happening mm-hmm. and you know, probably his being uncomfortable led to like weird humor. Like we all do that. We get in uncomfortable yeah. situations. We laugh when we shouldn't. We okay. say things that we don't yeah. really mean, but we're just uncomfortable in the midst yeah. of it. If if he could hear from you, like what you were wanting to hear, what you were expecting in that situation, what would you tell him? I just want the bond. Like I just really want him to like want it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and and then it's not even that. Like I can't. I honestly feel that he want you. Like somebody ain't even gotta say nothing. You just know that because like when he see me, he's like amazed. Like I send him like pictures. Like with his wife, like kind of keep in touch. Like on Mother Day, she like. Send me a happy Mother's Day. But also, that's another thing. Like, that's what I feel like I like it because without my father, I didn't know how to treat a man and I didn't know how a man's supposed to treat me. So I was, as soon as I turned 18, I hopped into a traumatic relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't even know if that was what I was supposed to be dealing with from a man or whatever. But it took me like, 23 years old to know that this is not what I'm supposed to be dealing with. Mm. And because I, I honestly feel like if I would have had my dad around, he would have like gave me advice. He would have like guided me or whatever. And my mom, she really couldn't like in a situation like that. She, cause she was in a broken relationship. So she, and she mm. had her father. So she really couldn't give me like the perfect advice. She had to really kind of just like let me learn on my own. And that's kind of what I did. But it has been like the best since I have been out of it. But like, that was like the biggest like hiccup because I didn't know how to treat a man and I didn't know how a man should treat me. So mm. that was like. So if you would say it's one thing you learned just from either being in that situation, you say even having grown out of it, what would you say to another young lady that would find themselves in a situation yeah, where they realize, man, they maybe they don't even know that this is what were the signs for you to say this is not what a relationship should look like? Like what were the red flags for you, even though you feel like you didn't have the guidance, you didn't necessarily know. And I'm not asking you to get too detailed about yeah, the situation, but, but just what things, what personality, what characteristics, what things did you see that made you feel I'm like? Get deep. I'm super out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and um, what makes you realize that that was abnormal? Mm-hmm. Tears. I mm. was like, like I said, I was a baby. Like I was so, um, like nobody. I had. I grew up in a loving family, uh, helping. Like it, I was super family based. So like I didn't know like heartbreak really felt like or any of that and that first like literally I was going through it like since day one with him like really mm-hmm. like the first week that we met it has it that's where it all started and um was it manipulative was it lying was it anger what was it was cheating it was everything everything mm-hmm. you just named it was everything and mm-hmm. I had known like you know I was first of all I had lost my virginity to him mm-hmm. so at the age of 18 you know so all of that it was just like a lot on me also with um i don't know i don't even know the signs like i can't even really um because like i said it was it was the it was at the it was like i was kind of like blind so mm. like i really don't know like but i really feel like if you know your true self you know what's right and what's not and just like you just got to listen to yourself rather than going with what someone is telling you because if mm. somebody's telling you something and they're doing something that's actually hurting your feelings they don't mean what they say so mm-hmm. just really go off of people's actions rather than going off of how you think they feel or what mm-hmm. they're telling you they feel. And your family was really close. So was was there any times that somebody stepped in and was like, hey, this is broken. Yes. You shouldn't be treated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 
But how'd you like, react to that? Um, I just completely stopped talking to my family. Like, because uh, I didn't know how to handle that situation, and I didn't know how yeah, to Yeah, and there's love and attachment, so, yeah. like, that's real. And I didn't want my family, because, like, they always see me this happy day, and I didn't want them to see me so broken. I was, like, so heartbreaking, but I couldn't mm. stay away from this man. And um, the moment when I gained the ball, I was like, okay, I'm done. Moving back to my mom. I'm finna get this. You know, I'm finna get myself back together. Boom, you're pregnant with twins. Wow. So, yeah, that happened, and... Uh, but there was, like, a year and a half, like, after us, like, talking. And, like, I pregnant with the twins. So I'm like, okay, a family is better. I grew up in a home with no father, so I know this is what's best. Um, mm. I also didn't see the cycle because, like I said, this man had kids already and multiple, like, he had three kids already, three different baby mamas. You should have known from right then and there. You know what I mean? Also, with him having a girlfriend, but the girlfriend wasn't leaving the last baby mama with the kid, his last kid being, what, like, a toddler at the time, you know? Mm. So, that's just, like, him just building cycles and me not, like, not even seeing the signs of what a broken man is. Mm. So, um... And if I can add, there is a age gap. He's older. Yes. And, um... This is one of the things that led to our hour-long conversation because almost immediately I saw it because mm. I've been through that. Mm. So I was able to pick up on that. Mm. And there were so many obvious similarities between her story and mine. Mm. I couldn't help but see it, and I had to be careful in how I was talking so that I wouldn't put ideas there or lead her to think certain things. But Based on when your I, experience. Yes, but when I tell you that Daisha's mindset was already there and things that she knew were wrong, knew she wouldn't tolerate, couldn't tolerate, had a timeline of this is what he's going to be doing and when, and like I knew all of that on paper before meeting her. And so I had a few question marks like, mm, yeah, right, we'll see. And then that first conversation, it's like, oh, she is already checking right. things off the list, like, mm. hold up. And then that next time following up and, wow, it's actually progressing even further. I was, and I admired her. I've given her just words of admiration mm. and just letting her know that it's not a small thing to be at that level of awareness and matching it with the follow-up, you mm. know, and so – just knowing that or hearing today that according to Daisha, her childhood was great, you know, helps me to understand, okay, that foundation was there to be able to recognize like what wasn't wrong. Like yeah. to answer your earlier question, it was just going against everything probably that was built up and in there just felt wrong, you yeah. know? Yeah. What's interesting about that is that, you know, some individuals end up in situations like that and they haven't grown up in a loving family. In fact, they've grown up in a family that's already traumatic and broken and there are cycles that exist. So when they find themselves in that type of relationship, they don't see red flags, they see normalcy. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? And sometimes we judge that person because we say, why are you making a choice to put yourself in that situation when really we don't understand that that's been the cycle of their family. Like, they're not making a bad decision in right. their mind. They're making a decision that's in step and, and in line true. with their that's family. very true. Because, I, like I said, I grew up, and mind you, around the time when me and Leslie first met, 
I was, I as I can imagine, I was kind of at my hopeless. Like, at that point, I felt I had no vision, but I'm just trying to do what I feel is what's best for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I grew up off of all of this love and all of, you know, I never really, like I said, I never really went through heartbreak or any of that. And this man grew off of survival, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, he grew off of, um, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like just... Luckily, my mom helped me, like, keep a clear path and clear mind. So, like, when I finally met this man, I knew the feeling of, no, this is not real love, you know. Mm-hmm. But I kept it going because he was kind of like, I felt at the time, kind of like all I had. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't no, even I know why I kept going yeah. back. But um, the manipulation, like, and mm-hmm. he knew, like, he knew that it was real love that I was giving off. Like, there's no way I can give fake love. There's just, you know, mm-hmm. no way at all. And, um... But that was all that was around him. Fake everything. Like, his whole, the whole, like, you wouldn't probably see it on the outside, but the moment you hop into his family and see, like, how they cycle is, it's terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it's super broken. And I'm not even trying to down him. Like, I can't, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, the man that he could have been, you can see it. Like, if right. you talk to him, mm-hmm. you can see, like, he's a bright man, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just that he came from so much, like, brokenness and, you know, the a bad life that he don't even know how to be his true self and show true loving and, like, actually love someone that's loving them, so. Yeah. And then you begin to mimic what you know and, at the same time, desperate for that, like, love and acceptance. And so, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how you're wrestling with what you've created manhood to be or a boyfriend to be or a husband to be, you're choosing from all of these cultural pieces Mm -hmm. mixed with your own brokenness of, like, man, I want to be loved and know that somebody loves me and cares for me. So you're going through all of this um, in this process. You have a family that loves you. You end up meeting a guy. You have twins. What brings you through the doors of Mission St. Louis? Yeah. How do you end oh, up wow. here? Yeah. Uh, and what this was, your was my like? first step to getting better. Really, I'm not even lying. I How'd you find us? Email. Uh, mm. I received like you know government benefits or whatever. So I was getting like emails and like, yeah. Um, I don't even know what brought me. I don't. Really, I just really feel like this place fell from the sky. I feel like ever since I have like found this place, everything has been falling from the sky. Hmm. But um, uh, what really the the email I I really just applied. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into when I applied. Like I just literally it was just like a name, email, and a brief next, just kind of like uh, uh kind of like applying. So it wasn't even like I'm putting in the application. It was just like just give me your information. That's it. Mm-hmm. Literally the next day. Somebody called, like, you know, what, you know, all of the, what can we do, all of this. I'm like, I can come in whenever. <laughs> still, still not knowing when, you know, what this place is going to do for me. Mm. And uh, So when you walked through these doors, you had expectations of, like, what you kind of thought was going to happen. How did that meet the reality uh, of when you walked in? I just knew I wanted better for myself. Like, that's really it. And uh, I just knew that the urgency these people gave me, they wanted to help. And mm whatever, which way, and I knew if it was from the government, I knew that it would be able, like, the, the government sending me this, you know, this company, I knew it would be, like, something with them focusing and trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, so used to helping everyone but not knowing where to start with myself mm-hmm. and not knowing what broken pieces was. We're just I just didn't know where to start to get myself together. And uh, also, back in January, I that's when I decided, like, okay, I don't want this relationship no more. And actually, that's when I found out I was pregnant again. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't let the next this pregnancy be the reason why I stayed in such a broken relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, still keeping that in the back. Like, so I'm going through this breakup. 
my daughter ended up passing away too. My twin. Mm-hmm. One, so I had, uh, we just got one now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pregnant again with, you know, the baby girl. We have a, another baby girl. So it's kind of like a blessing and a kind of curse, but mm-hmm. like it's a blessing more, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so coming in Mission St. Louis or whatever, actually before I even came in, Kelvin called. And JP. like, so it was like, so the first day, I I don't even know who I talked to. Did I talk to you first or? I believe so. I think we we did intake and then you talked to him. No, I talked to Kelvin before I even stepped up in this place. So probably mm-hmm. Davida. I, I believe, you know, that process of resource checklist yeah. and getting that call. So, I, and I also, I was giving you the run around too. That's also what I do. Like when people try to help me, like I just kind of like push them off. So it took us so true? long to Did she do that, that to you? I believe you did that to Genesis then, because Genesis, as a matter of fact, I didn't do the intake. Genesis did the intake, which is why I saw your information yeah. on paper and was like, mm, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So when you came in, it's like, oh, no, I've already, look, he has this date that he's moving out. I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> because I read your story before I met you. But before, like, she was like, I just really want you to, I just really need to know that you're coming in. And there was a time, like, I know. Let me stop playing with this company. Let me, like, take mm-hmm. that extra step forward because I already, you know, got up into it. So mm-hmm. let me just do that. So Kelvin ended up calling me. He was like, have you ever went through anything traumatic? I'm like, no, nothing's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then, like, I'm like, you know what? Let me give him a chance or whatever. Because also, like I said, I'm not used to, like, man guiding. Right. So um, this man calling me, and I'm not knowing, like, I'm hearing, like, the passion is what's, like, he's trying to get it out. Like, you ever been through anything traumatic? No. I haven't been through anything. So, he, like, so it's, like, so the conversation get deeper. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, you know what? I did lose my daughter. And then I did go through this. Yeah. And, you know? And he, like, okay, so I got this counselor lady for you. He sent me to the perfect counselor. Like, I call her with anything. Like, any mm-hmm. problem. Good. So, I also got that. And she's not even tied to you guys. Like, not at all. It was, I guess it was just, like, a person that he know. Mm-hmm. But um, she's perfect. So I have gotten, like, nothing but perfection out of this company. Like, really, though. Um, Keely. Yes. yes. Keely. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my girl. That's my girl. She's an and amazing person. Yes, like, for real. And I, like, being in that situation, I didn't even know the outside world people are, like, still genuine like that. You mm-hmm. know, I stepped on the outside and automatically just found, like, crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. um, so. So yeah. as we look at, as we as you talk about, some of the things that you've been able to process and even, even walking through these, these doors. I mean, and, and you're probably the same way. Like kind of, there was most of it was like thinking like, Hey, I'm going to come in. These people are going to help me with something. I'm probably going to take a class X, Y, Z, but like listening to you, it sounds like some of the most important things have come through just the, the talks that you guys have had, the, the shared experience. Would you agree with that? Is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When I came in, we was literally supposed to be here. She was like, we're just going to be here for 30 minutes. That's it. I was here for like five to six hours. Like, I'm not even lying. And like, we didn't even know that time flew by like that. Like, I was not going to give the number of hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, look, I had to, like, luckily, you I already had up an the next day. <laughs> No, it was crazy. It was like crazy. It was crazy how that happened because, like, I, I think it came at like 12. I didn't leave to like, what, 536. Mm. And uh, luckily, I had already had my somebody, you know, dad picking up. Uh, my son mm-hmm. from daycare, so I didn't have to worry about that. So it was just literally just me and her, just heart mm-hmm. to heart, just mm-hmm. like what intake because I only like the the intake probably looked what took what probably like ten minutes, but it was literally just us like, signing paperwork, Man. right? And what's, that was it. But. What's interesting to me is you said something. I just want to highlight it. You said that um, 
because you had grew up and your father wasn't present, mm-hmm. once you found out you were pregnant, that made you want to hold on to the relationship. And I just really want to highlight that because there are individuals, I, I believe in what's called right, wrong, and reality. And sometimes our reality shifts our right and wrong. Right, but if you never in certain situations that you don't understand why people make certain decisions, and I think that's just very, very uh, um, important to note that sometimes we're fighting for something because of the lack of what we've had in our own lives. And so even though it may look like, man, I'm making a bad decision, I'm with somebody who's not in our heads, we're actually trying to make a good decision because we want to make sure that our children have this individual in their life, but somebody looking in would say, well, you see, he's not nothing. Why do you keep pursuing it? But if you don't understand the feeling of that brokenness in your own home and what that feels like, what that does to you, then you won't understand what would drive you into a situation that someone else may deem unhealthy because you're trying to make sure that your kids have something that you didn't. You know what I mean? So I just think it's just really important to highlight that, even for you to recognize that. And actually... That's true because my son definitely has what I don't like. Him and his dad bond is fantastic. Like it's like out the mm. roof. Like they can't live without each other. And uh, and I'm actually glad that I didn't. I didn't just like push away because like his other ba- like I said, he had three kids at the time, and none of them was really in his life. And the one that was in his life was really only there because like his mom was watching him. That was only how he was getting any contact with the kid. But his baby mom was like none of them was talking to him. All of them was like uh, pushing them off. He was on child support with two of them. Like it was mm. like his thing that he was making what like nine dollars an hour. Mm. He mm. was like nothing, like really though. Mm. And like now this man is like he grew. Also with me giving him that extra love, he has grown so much. Mm. Like he the stuff he has now he has never had in his entire life. Mm. Like the love that he can give now. He could never give that, like, ever. Like, and you guys are not together right we're now. We're not together right so now. So he, he wasn't a good person to be with, but he's become a great father. He's becoming became a great father. And he's becoming a great man. Like, he's mm-hmm. like he he's not the guy that I met five years ago, mm-hmm. not at all. But he's not the guy for me, but he's definitely, like, on the mm-hmm. path to being a great man to somebody else. And that's like, a sign of maturity even yeah. for you. you know, I just applaud you even in that. that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. You know, because we all have our set of experiences that impact us. You know what I mean? And sometimes we hold those things against each other. I often feel like people aren't always doing things to us. We just happen to be the people in the slot. Right, correct. You know what I mean? So his brokenness was pouring out of himself onto you. But you made the right decision to say, I need to cut this off. You know what I mean? And in so doing, not only did you challenge him, because everybody else probably coddled him and kept him. But you made the choice to cut him off, and that forced him to grow. And you still even got what you really desired, and that was for your child to have their father in their life. And I would say this, too. Like, even for for all of us, for me specifically, like, uh, as I mature, as I grow, as I get more healthy, like, I still need people calling out where they see my growth happening Mm -hmm. and take place. And so you being able to identify that, which is coming through a a, a world of like hurt and pain, but still being able to be like, man, there's beauty here. There's growth Mm -hmm. here. I would say on behalf, like I would need to, I need to hear that. I need to Mm -hmm. see like somebody that has watched me, has seen my growth and being able to point it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I think it just, it it helps us grow. Yes. That's what, that's what helped me. Um, Because what you said, like that's our stories, 
started the same, but where she made the decision like, okay, round two, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I did the opposite. So it was like, oh, the things that I had to learn by making that opposite choice. And it took me <laughs> decades, you know, and I'm like, you are already there. And it only took you a couple of years. That's, you know, what I had to just, just really get into her. Like, it's not a small thing. You know, you were able to get through this without help with, yeah. or and without having somebody tell you and without seeing it and without, you know, having gone through it and suffered through it and you know so i just applaud her absolutely like, in those conversations yeah, absolutely. so you come through these doors you meet liz you're getting connected and everything um what would you say you know was what kept you going as it relates to mission st louis like you come you walk through the doors you have this experience what did mission st louis made you feel like you needed to stay connected leslie like really though, like I can call her whenever, and then like it just seemed like I can just get, get the perfect advice, mm. um, cause like regardless of like the actual like help that's been given, I still been having that guidance from this company. Like I had never had nobody to tell me like, okay, well let's start here, let's uh get this accomplished. Well, we also have this to help you too, and all of this just this one place is just all the help I ever needed, and I you know. Like I said, I didn't know that when I came here. I'm just thinking, like, these people just spending, like, nothing just like everybody else. You know, like, all these other companies out here that help, but they really just doing it, you know, just because this is is really a passion here rather than Mm -hmm. just somebody just doing a job, you know. And um, Leslie is, like, you know, perfect at her job. Mm -hmm. So, like, and it's, like, it's really, it don't even seem like it's just a job. Like, it really seemed like it's, like, her life. And, you know what I mean? Like, so. Calling. Right. So it's like um, just really my success coach, really. Right. Then, like, because, like, with her being on top of her, like, what she's supposed to be doing as far as doing her checkups and, you know, making sure everything okay and getting just even the conversations, just like anything, like Mm -hmm. everything that I really needed that I didn't know I needed, she was there to give it. So um, that was just, like, the biggest thing that I feel Mission St. Louis gave me. Well, man, well, thank you. One, one of the things you said that's encouraging for me, I think even for us as an organization, is you said you felt like you could come here and everything that you needed was in one spot. Correct. And for anybody that follows us or follows our organization, um, they know that our motto of each one, which stands for Employment and Community Health is One, really exists for that reason, to try to put as many resources under one roof. And this is what we fight to communicate to the state. This is what we com- fight to communicate to the federal government to say, listen, we need as many partners as possible with the same heartbeat, same DNA, yes. under one roof. What did that say mean everybody for Everybody with the same heart, that's what it is. Like, straight mm-hmm. up, though. Like, because I'm talking about from that, from mm-hmm. Kevin, from the lady at the front desk, <laughs> from, <laughs> from <laughs> Gotta give Imogene kudos. Um, <laughs> and then just, like, the people, like, my job coach, let me not forget her. Like, even though, like, we haven't, like, did our, like, mission 100%, um... It's coming, you know, like right. she see, she see my passion. I, you know, I know what she can do for me. And, um, it's like literally everybody has the same heart here. And like, as far as like the resources here, it's amazing. Like, even if they can't help you in the building, they got somewhere to shoot you to. So that, you mm. know, this person can help you. And, um, and even just like the people walking past, you can just feel their heart. You know what I mean? Mm. You can just feel that, oh, that person got it in them too. <laughs> right. And that, you know, that don't even work in me at all. So right. uh, you just, just come here and like 
And mind you, this place is in the middle of the north side. Right. I don't mess with anything outside of South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing. Like I like my first few times coming over here, I'm like, oh my god, I want to be in this area. Um, when you come here, you don't even know where you at. I'm mm-hmm. telling you that, like, you don't even feel that you're in, you know, North St. Louis. And well, that's yeah. encouraging. One thing mm-hmm. I tell everybody that comes on the show is that. We're not just here to be your support. Like, we are humans. We got problems. We go home. We got our own brokenness, our own mess. I'm just as jacked up as every other person I come in contact with, you know? So while we might be the people that have been, you know, called to do this particular work, we're not exempt from the pain that comes along with life. So sometimes just seeing someone like yourself, like, seeing you as an encouragement, that makes us feel like, all right, keep going. Yes, we do. Because everybody ain't a Deja, you know what I mean? Deja. Some people is, I don't even want to say their name, you know what I mean? Um, we still love them, we still care about them, but you, to see, sometimes you get to see the fruit of your investment, you get grace to be able to do that sometimes. And just so you know, for us, it's the reason we keep going when we wake up in the morning, like, I do not want to go to this building. And then it's your face, or it's whoever else we work yeah. with that be like, it's going to be another day, Shannon. Yes, mm-hmm. it no. definitely will. Hey, <laughs> do not stop. Like, please don't. Like, because this place, and then, like, with the area that y'all in, too, like, literally, you go down the street, you see, like, the drug addict, you see the drug dealer, you see, you know what I mean? Stay here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just stay in this area because these people, eventually, they will come. I'm even trying to send my friends in to help, I mean, to get help, but um, it's just hard. You know, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. when somebody that, you know, they don't really know real help, so, like, they just feel that. Like, and I'm telling them, oh, this place do this, this, that for me. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to see. I'm going to look at But never do it, you know. But I was that person, so I totally understand. But I just keep drilling my friends. But you got to want it. You, you, and you even that's a to see. You know, they're going to yeah. see you. As, mm-hmm. And as you continue to walk, they know where you've been. They know where you got help. Mm-hmm. And they will see your change and your growth. Mm-hmm. And that will help, you know. So mm-hmm. don't discount it, you know. Right. Just, oh, definitely. Just I, continue I, to do I, you. I keep and doing it you. every time. Because, like, like, with my generation, um, so much hopelessness, you know, but so many dreams. And mm. I just don't, uh, I kind of don't even understand it, but I kind of do. You know, of course, you know, a society brings upon us or whatever, but, like, we, um, like, because really all the people, all my friends, the, my close family and all of this, we, none of us really went through traumatic moments and stuff like this. So now that we're older and we're dealing with all of this stress on our own, we don't know where to start, like mm. none of us. And um, and I try, my, I try my hardest to, like, drill it in my friends, my family. Like, just, like, you know, just do what you do. And I'm like, all right. You know, I'm like, so I'm, I'm really am trying to be the example so y'all can get the, mm-hmm. you know, the proper people in that y'all can actually, you know, help because I know like through me that they will be able to, cause mm-hmm. uh, I kind of am like the leader. <laughs> so like, I'm not even trying to be big headed or nothing, but they, they listen, but like, and they, I'm who they call when they need. But, um, By the way, we're, none of us are surprised that you said that. Right. <laughs> right. No, but it's, it's, I don't, like, so they call me when they need, but I don't mm-hmm. never have that person to call when I need. Mm. That's another thing. That's, like, another big thing with me. Like, I'm I'm open, like, with helping, but I don't know how to receive help. Yeah. Man, that's what, that's a challenge. Because obviously, we could talk all, all, all day. But one thing that stands out to me that you said, even, you know, in getting ready to come to a close is, but even even anybody that's working in this field, that's doing this kind of work, like, 
sometimes the individual that you're talking to, you may think that they're not interested, but really it's not a lack of interest. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't know how to receive help. Sometimes they're ashamed of asking for help. Nobody wants to be in a position where they got to come to somebody else. So, you know, we need to be reminded of that from time to time because when you get the runaround even doing this work so much, it's easy to be frustrated and short-fused, you know, like, oh, this person don't want it. So just being reminded, like, even in your situation, giving Genesis the runaround, supposed to come to a meeting, don't show up, supposed to be here, don't come in. And that's the reason we keep going after that person because we feel like, you never know what that person is experiencing is keeping them from holding back. So even that word not only is a challenge to us, but to anybody listening that's in the work of helps. Like you never know why someone is reluctant to receive what it is you're trying to offer. So I just challenge you to, to love on people despite yes. that because it may be that one phone call that you make where they realize like this person actually cares about yeah. me and I trust them enough to not be afraid to come for help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, man, thank you, guys. We'll leave you with these two statements. Number one, if you want a dream, buy a cloud. And they free. You know what I mean? Go get you a cloud. It'll take you wherever you want to go. And what happens if you try? You find out trying actually works. That's a true statement. So thank you all for joining us. Feel free to leave some messages in the comments. Shout out Daisha for this, for all the Jews and the gem she didn't drop on us. She really could have did the podcast without us. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Um, thank you to Les for joining us. Allie on the ones and tunes behind this thing. You know what I mean? So holla. Say that to say this. We'll catch y'all next time. Love y'all.